Hey everybody, welcome to DLS Central. Lots to talk about in the NFL, the NBA, we got boxing going on, uh, Survivor Series just happened, we got lots to talk about. And so uh, let's let's get into it, let's start with the NFL. A really interesting week of football action. Um, it was a slightly more predictable uh, this week. Some games were shocking, but for the most part, I had a feeling uh, what was going to happen uh, this week rather than uh, some of the other weeks. So I wasn't as shocked. <laughs> now, starting off with the Browns, I for a change, I actually picked the Browns to beat the Eagles. Um, and it was an ugly game. The Browns have been playing ugly football, um, but they've been coming out on top. I mean, I... It it brings me great joy to say that my Cleveland Browns are seven and three. I mean that that's pretty awesome. If, if I do say so myself, that that's pretty wonderful uh, for them to be seven and three, especially when you look at the fact that they were zero and sixteen like a couple of seasons ago. Like they didn't win a game, and so when you look at the turnaround, when you look at uh, the what what they're able to accomplish you got to give props to management you got to give props to the players for actually saying no you know what we're going to change this around I think one of the things about when you when a team has that happen you you make changes because it's like you can't you can't do that again like you you can't have a season where you don't win a game it's like that's that's just rough and it says something about not just about the football team and the talent that you have, but it says something about uh, the organization when things like that happen. So I'm glad to turn it around. They're looking good. I, I still don't think that they'll um, that they'll make the playoffs, but because their division is just really hard. I mean, they it, their their path to the playoffs has to be taking a game from the Steelers taking a game from the Ravens like they have to they have to beat one you know one of those teams in order to really see a clear playoff path uh to like playoff path because right now uh if you were to look at the record and the schedule it's going to be the the if there's two playoff teams coming out of the AFC North it's going to be Pittsburgh or Baltimore but I'm just really happy about how Cleveland is competing, and it's very happy. It, it, it's a very wonderful thing to watch. I mean, and they they played they 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 played how they're supposed to play. Again, they're using uh, they're writing their running game, and because that's where their strength is. Baker is great in spots, um, but he can he can hurt you as much as he can help you. He's still, he's still young. So he's still got a lot of time to develop and run and, and uh, really hone his skills. But when, when he does, when he does get a chance to not have to, to be the focal point of the offense where it lives and dies based on what he does. Uh, Cause he is not a, a, um, a quarterback where he is the system. 
So he has to play into uh, the system of an offense. And I think when because of the the two pronged attack uh, that they have with Kareem Hunt, with Nick Chubb, even though this time it was it was all Nick Chubb uh, <laughs> this game, they they really pose a lot of uh, threats to to these teams because you can you can just really run the ball and you can control time of possession, uh, which is one thing that I think that they um, that they're able to really get a hold of. Now the turnovers, ah, if they can stop these turnovers, that that would really be great because the turnovers kept the Eagles in this game. Um, I mean Baker, he he lost a fumble. I mean. It's like you can't you you can't do that if he uh, he didn't throw an interception but you, you can't fumble the ball either there so Baker still got a lot of room to improve but he didn't he didn't uh, do anything to kill the game uh, for us so um, and then Philly they were just a mess I mean Wentz had two touchdowns but he also threw two interceptions I don't know what's going on with Carson Wentz I really don't know. Um, and he, some, something's got to happen. He might have to get benched, um, because he, he really fell off a cliff, uh, in, in this year, uh, he hadn't been quite right ever since he got the injury and it, it might be, it might be over for Wentz, at least in Philly. I don't know about being a starter just yet, but it might be time for that to be over too. So that was a uh, – I'm proud of my Browns, uh, and 7-3 and three is awesome. And I just hope that they keep it up uh, because it's, it's only going to get tougher. Now, next week they got to um, – like next the next game that they – that they play they're they're going to have to really uh, get even uh, more focused because they got to play – well, actually, they don't have to get more focused. They could beat Jacksonville. I was about to say, oh, it only gets tighter. But, yeah, J- Jacksonville, they, they actually caught a, 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 a easier schedule <laughs> for a change. But they can beat Jacksonville. Of course, I, I, I need them to play smart and strong, but – they should be able to to pull out the Jacksonville game. Uh, I'm not I'm not too concerned about that because Jacksonville, the way they're playing, they they can't beat anybody. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if Jacksonville wins another game. Now the test to see where they're at is gonna be Week 13 because they play Tennessee, and the last time we played Tennessee, like last year. First game of the year, Tennessee punched us in the mouth. We could not stop Derrick Henry, and they just brutalized us. But now we have our own version of Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, and so I'm expecting it's probably just going to be a heavy run matchup that week 13. So, yes, am I looking ahead uh, past the Jags? Yes, because I don't think that they'll that they'll pose a ch- like that they'll give us a a challenge. Now Tennessee, they, then after uh after Jacksonville, they've it, it gets tough because they go um, Tennessee week week thirteen. Then they go Monday Night Football, hosting the Ravens. That's week fourteen. That's gonna be a tough game um, because the Ravens are always hard. They're they're a tough team to play. Um, but the good news is we'll be home if that means anything. Um, but that that's a that's a a tough 
like slate of games week 14 week uh week uh yeah week 13 week 14 now week 15 it gets a little better because they play the giants and so i mean it's a game that they could that that could get ugly but i i think they can beat the giants uh i'm now i'm I'm not worried about the Giants. Um, and so, but then they, and then they stay in New York and play the Jets uh, week 16 and then week 17, which could be a very, very interesting, uh, interesting week of football uh, because I think that um, you're going to see a lot of, a lot of playoff implication uh, games uh, happening week 17 where, there's a win and get in kind of scenario uh, and Pittsburgh like Cleveland plays Pittsburgh. And so, but it, it's in Cleveland, but they, they play Pittsburgh. So that's going to be a, a tough slate uh, of game. I mean, but there's a path for them to be like nine and seven. I, I really see it because they can, they can beat the, they can beat the jets. They can beat Jacksonville. Um, they can, yeah, they can beat the Giants. Actually, there's a path for them to be ten and six. Um, there really is a path, like because the the winnable games definitely are Jets, Jags, and Giants. Now, where it gets tough is when you play Baltimore, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh. That's where it gets tough. I think that out of all those games, they could beat Tennessee. I really do think that because Tennessee sometimes they they lull, like sometimes there's a a issue with Tennessee where they get they get lazy, and and let the game get away from them. And I just I, I wonder about Tennessee sometimes because they'll play great just like they did uh, this past week against the the Ravens. I mean that was a back and forth showdown, and they end up coming out on top on that, but. Then other games where it's like they they just don't have it, and it's just like man, what happened to the? Isn't this the same team that just that that took down this team or that played the that 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 played hard against the Steelers and almost and took them to the limit and almost got a win? Uh, you know, it's just they Tennessee has those games, and so I think if anybody if they could take a game from anybody the browns they they could take a game from tennessee i'm highly doubtful that they can take a game from pittsburgh or baltimore um pittsburgh more than baltimore just because of the 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 talent that pittsburgh has and the way they play the game and the psychological edge that they have over the browns so to me that one's a little bit more harder to believe but I'm really glad that Cleveland is winning the games that they're supposed to win. And so that that's good and that that's going to make our record great and and if we play if we play things the right way, then we'll be a a formidable force. Now if if Pittsburgh and Baltimore, I mean Baltimore lost. So if if they continue to to struggle against uh, teams that they're that that are uh, actually a good matchup for them that could open the door for the Browns especially I mean again there's a path for the Browns to be 10 and 6 so if they continue to play at a uh at a good at a high level and and win the games that they're supposed to win they it can put them in position to maybe even you know steal a game again from a Tennessee Pittsburgh or Baltimore um but 
uh, those are the games where it's going to be prove it. And so that and that's to me that's yet what that that's what Cleveland has yet to do. They're they're good enough to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, but they can't. But can they string it together and beat teams that 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 they're that it are real competition uh, for them. And I, I feel the same way about uh, Tampa Bay, but we're going to get to them in a, in a, in a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, going back to the Thursday night, well, that was the Browns, but, and, and now we're going to get away from them um, and go to the Thursday night game. Uh, that was Seattle versus Arizona. Uh, what a back and forth showdown, Kyler Murray versus Russell Wilson. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be a defensive show. It was, but it was pretty scrappy. Both teams came to play, and it was it was knockdown, drag out. Um, but Seattle found a way uh, to win that game, and I think Russell needed it because he was kind of free falling there. Um, and the Seahawks, I just again, I, I talked about this last week. They they really have lost their defensive identity and that was the bread and butter of their of their team and they have to find a way to get that back because Seattle almost has to play very well in order to win because their defense can't stop anybody and the the only reason they're in these games is because Russell Wilson is is, is leading the charge if they had any other quarterback uh, they'd be getting killed in these games so um but it it was a good win against a game Arizona team. And Kyler Murray's only going to get better. I just hope that, uh, the the quarterback's coach that he has really helps him hone his skills. And I hope that he continues to get with other elite quarterbacks, uh, maybe that are you know retired and and, and give him even more insight uh, on like how to play the how to play the position. And but I mean the the man can kill you with his feet. He's, he's quicker than the hiccup, as uh, Jr. Uh, <laughs> Jim Ross would say. Um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, probably fastest feat in the league in terms of quarterback. I think he's faster than Lamar. Um, but it's just, but it's like that's all he has. And um, right now, I think at the moment he can make some throws, but right now he's gonna hurt you with his feet more than his legs. But if he can get to the point where he can hurt you with his feet and his arms. I said feet more than his legs too, didn't I? See, that's how you know. Uh, it's been a long day, but he can right now. Kyler Murray <laughs> can hurt you with his feet rather than his arm, but you want to get him to the point where he can hurt you with both, and that's what you have with Russell Wilson. He can hurt you. He can hurt you with his legs, and he can hurt you with his arm, and so that that that's way it's supposed to be but he'll develop that in time now new orleans against atlanta i actually picked atlanta to win this one i i I felt like with drew Brees down and them picking the the uh Taysom hill to start at quarterback i felt like atlanta would see this as a opportunity to to capitalize on drew Brees not being there and and actually steal this game but they couldn't do it. New Orleans was in control um, the the whole game, and Atlanta just really couldn't get in it. And it, I, I say shame on Atlanta because you had a prime opportunity. 
Yeah, I mean, Taysom, he played well. Yeah, 18. He, he went 18 for 23, for 23 with 233 yards uh, of passing. And that was a yawn. <laughs> it was it was it was hanging on, but it finally came out. But we we're still good. But um, and he he had some rushing. He had some rushing. Uh, you know, success too. We went had ten carries for fifty one yards. Two. That's where he scored his touchdowns. Uh, with his with his uh his legs. And then you know you got Michael Thomas doing Michael Thomas things. But Atlanta, they just couldn't get in this game. I mean, and then Matt Ryan throws two interceptions. It's just. They, they, what a season Atlanta has had. I mean, this is <laughs> it definitely uh, tough for all the Falcons fans. And so I, I, I feel for you. But this was a game where Atlanta, they should have played a lot harder than they, than they did. But New Orleans just dominated them. Um, now, a, a heartbreaking game. Uh, was the Cincinnati playing Washington because Joe Burrow goes down and that was a that was a really tough hit to the legs and I mean I I've liked Joe Burrow everybody's been high on Joe Burrow all year and it's just you you hate to see the man go down uh, with the on on a play like that I mean he gets he gets hit from behind and you know he he immediately knew that it, it was over. Um, for the season for him and you get to see yet another quarterback riding on riding into the locker room on that cart it's like the cart has been a prime time player this year a lot of guys a lot of big name guys have have written in the cart uh, this year and from pretty tough injuries and so I mean, when you talk about 2020 just being quite a year for for COVID and uh, and craziness, uh, it's been a year for injuries too, uh, especially in NFL. But prayers up to Joe Burrow. Um, read the reports, and initially, you know, they were saying, "Oh, he tore his ACL." But then, when it gets uh, examined, the man tore his MCL, his ACL, and he has and he has structural damage. Uh, in his knee. And so when you talk about structural damage, that makes me concerned if, if, if he'll like, when he'll be able to return to the field of play and, and if he'll be able to, to have the same form uh, that he has had, I mean, cause he's been great, but I mean, when you talk about structural issues with your knee, along with tearing an ACL on the MCL, that the road to recovery is going to be a is it, going to be a lot. So um, I, I I hope that he's a believer in the Lord because he's going to need the Lord to work on that knee uh, to get him back uh, to 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 get him back on the field and then get him back on playing at a high level. So, but I'm glad you know happy for Washington. They won this game. Uh, you know they. They need something to be happy about because this year hasn't really gone the way they wanted it to. But, I mean, when you look at it, they don't have the pieces to really be a threat to anybody this year. But it's just it is good to see them pick up a win. Now, we go from a, a heartbreaking game to just a sad game. Lions and Carolina, that that's just a sad game. 
Carolina just, they dominated them. Detroit didn't even score. <laughs> I saw one tweet that said that uh, if you're reading this, you scored more po- you, you scored just as many points as the Lions did today. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. And then you check the scores like 20 to nothing. How do you lose? Uh, how do you lose 20 to nothing? What was going on? Come on, Lions. Like, what is what is the issue? And uh, so Stafford didn't throw an interception, but AP only had 18 yards rushing. Like, I mean, and they really didn't get much going in terms of uh, the field of play. Uh, they They only had one turnover, but... I mean, they just couldn't get anything going. They only had 10 first downs. They couldn't move the ball. And Carolina, they just, they played a great game. And you, they they controlled everything. They dictated everything. And the Lions could just, they, they couldn't get anything together. And so if you're, again, if you're a Lions fan, you want Matt Patricia gone. You want, you want that administration gone <laughs> because they're not doing anything uh to 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 take the the lions forward. I know some people are talking uh on social media about uh Jim Caldwell and oh they shouldn't have let Caldwell go um because at least they had uh winning records with Caldwell. And while I agree to I, I agree that they had a better record with uh, Jim Caldwell. My thing is, when when push came to shove, when they when they had to play against teams that um, were real competition, or when they actually needed to win a game, and, and they had an opportunity to get into the playoffs, if they would you know win the games that, they, that were crucial, they lost all the important games, and. That's on Caldwell too. It's like yes, he had a good record, but against the teams that matter, he couldn't win. And you, with the team, with the talent that they had on on that team, they should have been better. Uh, they should have won some of those games uh, that they lost, especially against our div- div- division rivals with the Packers and and the Lions and the Vikings. When it came, when it got to, it's like they were doing well early in the season, but then when it got late in the season, they just, the other teams, the other teams in the division ran the table on them. And then they said, you know, you're on the outside looking in uh, to the playoffs again, or if they barely made, or if they found a way to make the playoffs, they're losing in the first round. So did Caldwell have to go? Yes, because. They they had a ceiling with Caldwell. They were a good football team. You you actually had to come and play, you know, against the Lions. Uh, but at the same time, they shot themselves in the foot and they just couldn't find a way to advance um, beyond um, like the the nine and seven, uh, eight and eight mark, seven and nine mark. They just couldn't find a way to get over the hump and get and get past that ceiling, break through the ceiling. But now Patricia has just caused them to regress. And to me, that's why he needs to be gone because they're they're going back to um to not really having any motivation or any attitude uh or any tenacity to play the game. So that's that. And um 
I guess I also feel like this needs to be the last stop for Adrian Peterson because you, if you're the Lions, you're like, we get Adrian Peterson, but Peterson can do nothing for us. I mean, yeah, they could probably block better for him, but AP ain't AP anymore. He just, he, he can't, he, he can't dominate like uh, what we're used to seeing him dominate. And the, it's probably time for him to, to hang it up and retire. I just, that that's my two cents on the matter because he just, he, he's not a running back that can generate the same level of, of production anymore. You can't use him at, you can't depend on him as a every down back. Um, if anything, you have to put him in situations like you have to use him in situational football. Uh, but even then he just, he doesn't do much for you. Seven carries for 18 yards. That's not going to get it done. And I mean, and he needs to know that. Um, I mean, yeah, there's still some season left to play, but you, if you're getting Adrian Peterson, you expect Adrian, Adrian Peterson tenacity. It shouldn't be that much of a drop off. But again, I think that uh, father time is in play here and, uh, he just needs to hang it up. He's been he he's been staying longer than he needs to, <laughs> and it's time to be real and uh, have a come to Jesus meeting and decide. Okay, Adrian Peterson, you're you're done. So uh, that's that, and I will be right back with more NFL talk. Hi, everybody. Damon here, and I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon vs. Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. All right, welcome back, everybody. And so the next game uh, that we that that was on the docket, uh, Pittsburgh, they just ran over Jacksonville. I didn't have to. I didn't even have to think about that one. I knew <laughs> I knew Pittsburgh was gonna win uh, that one. Um, so that was an easy pick. Of nothing to worry about for Pitt. And so they're. I mean, they're rocking. They're rolling on all cylinders. They're ten and zero. And it just it didn't look like they're gonna. I mean, they there's a chance for them to to run the table and and go sixteen and zero. They they have the capability. They're the the team that they have uh, and the groove that they're in. Uh, I would not be surprised if they have a perfect season. Um, 
it's not it's still a possibility that they could lose but it's just it's hard to fathom them them losing at this point especially with how well they've been playing and they've been proving it against good teams i can see if they were if they were just playing against sorry teams but they've had a they they've had a challenging schedule so but they've been able to pull out these wins and so i'm 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 in awe of of, of the steelers and and how they're playing but it's just it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they they continue to keep this up. It's like, can they stay undefeated? When you, when you get to the 10 and 0 mark, that's what everybody is, is, is looking at now. It's like, Oh wow. How can they run the table? Can they, can they keep it up? But they're, they're playing physical, but they also have a lot of uh, great skill, uh, skilled players. So now, they they beat Jacksonville, but they've got an interesting slate of games. So uh, next next week, um, you know they're they're playing actually on Thursday on Thanksgiving on a Sunday night on Thursday night football on Thanksgiving night. They're playing Baltimore. That's going to be another tough game. I think Baltimore is going to come in looking for revenge, and so they're they're playing Baltimore. But then, you know, they, they kind of have a mixed bag. So then they play the Redskins, which I think they'll win. Then they play Buffalo. They're going to, to, to Buffalo. And that might be a, a, a tough game for them because Buffalo's been, been playing well. And so that was going to be a challenge. They go Bengals after that. Um, they can beat the Bengals. Uh, so that's, that's later in December. Then two days after Christmas, they play Indianapolis, which is a – which is a tougher game. Uh, Indianapolis is not a pushover this year, so and they weren't a pushover last year either. But that that's going to be a challenging game for Pittsburgh. Then they play the Browns. Uh, you know, two days after New Year's. So, and that game, I they dominated us the first game in, in Pittsburgh. They they just had their way with my Browns, but I don't think. I'm I'm actually hoping rather that it's that it doesn't there's not the same outcome as there was before um, because it was disappointing but I, I'm hoping that my Browns especially since they'll be at home can play with some pride and give them a run for their money and say no you you're not just gonna come into our house and and just beat us and beat us down you know we we gonna make you we gonna make you earn this game. You gonna to have to play us, and so that that's what I want Cleveland to to come in with. And uh, but that's that's the Steelers' schedule. They they have some 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 challenging games, but they also have some 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 cake games. Uh, so <laughs> I'm just glad. I, I don't think Cleveland will be a, a cake game for them, but it's it's probably easier than playing Baltimore or Buffalo. I will say that. Um, Unless we unless we turn up the heat and give them something to uh to be concerned about. Now the good thing is that we got Nick Chubb, so we got that two prong running attack and Baker. If you if you let him do things, he can hurt you. So we've we've got some we've got some weapons. I wish we still had Odell, but um, if anything, I think it it helped us commit uh, to our offense a little better. Uh, because when you, with Odell on the field, you have to 
you you do have to factor him into the game uh, because you have him as a weapon. Uh, but with him out of the picture, now you can kind of, you can kind of run your offense, your 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 pure offense a little more. And their and their apex offense is their run game. So they they have to focus on the pad on the run to set up the pass. Um, and so that that's how they that's how they play, and that's how they've been winning. Uh, through their running game, running, using their all like running through your your uh your running attack. That's how they've been winning. Now, Tennessee, Baltimore. That was such a good game. I mean, again, Baltimore, Tennessee, Baltimore, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh. Like they have been in some barn burn. <laughs> like they every time they play each other, it's like Hagler Hearns. It's like Hearns Sugar Ray. It's like like. <laughs> Sugar Ray Hagler, like they they're going toe to toe. These are like games, and these are games that just like it looks like it feels like they're taking years off their life. Like these players to play these. I mean, they you talking about intense, and of course it went to OT, and Tennessee pulled it out. I was surprised that Tennessee was able to pull this out, but uh, they were able to to uh, get in the end zone in OT. And um, I mean, what a what a season that Tennessee's had. They're actually tied with with the Browns. I think they're. I think Tennessee's seven and three is better than our seven and three. But the bottom line is they're seven and three. But then when you look at Baltimore, Baltimore's six and four. So the Browns actually have a edge on Baltimore, and that's going to be interesting when we see um, what Baltimore what their record like because of where they're at record wise uh, you have now we have to see what what lies ahead for them because again they've got to they got to go back to Pittsburgh and play another tough game against Pittsburgh um they can beat the Cowboys even though it de- it depends on what Cowboys show up because um the Cowboys gave the Steelers a run for their money for a little while at least and if Baltimore isn't playing their best the Cowboys could give them a game then they have to play the Browns and then um then the Jags it gets a little easier Jags Giants Bengals so after for the Ravens after um after the Steelers their schedule gets a little easier um I mean Dallas and Cleveland could give them a challenge but by and large they could run they could win uh, then they could win out after playing Pittsburgh. And I think that that's going to be their toughest challenge. But again, the, the Ravens have that. That's if they don't have a issue, um, like if they can't play uh, because they're sl- they're slated to play Pittsburgh again, once again on, on uh, Thanksgiving night, but they've had an outbreak uh, with their, with COVID. So, if they can't roll out a a team, then you know that can mess them up even more. So, uh, gotta gotta keep an eye on on Baltimore uh, and what's going on with that that COVID situation that they have there. Uh, I applaud all the, I applaud all the athletes that are that are choosing to play uh, with COVID going on, but you, they're taking a risk. Now, Houston they beat New England. I actually thought New England was gonna win this game. Uh, because again, I, I feel like if you're Cam Newton, you have something to prove. I mean, it's not that he didn't play a—he's not like he played a terrible game yet. 
He had 365 yards passing. He had a touchdown, but it just wasn't enough. I mean, De- uh, Deshaun Watson had two <laughs> and went two uh, and went uh, for 344 yards. But again, I just think that New England they're they're losing games that they shouldn't lose. Uh, but I mean, Houston they just needed it a little bit more than uh, the Patriots did. Uh, but it's a shame. I, I feel bad for Cam. He's just things just aren't working out well for him. Now Miami versus Denver. Actually picked. I actually picked Miami to win this one because they they've been playing really hard. Um, but they've got they've got a quarterback situation. It's like they they keep vacillating between Fitzpatrick and Tua. Um, and usually, from what I've heard, uh, you know and from various uh, football experts who talk about the game. If you're vacillating from quarterback to quarterback, you don't have a quarterback. And and that's that's clearly what Miami's dealing with. They just they don't have that guy. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a true quarterback. Uh, because if they did, then they wouldn't vacillate. So now the Clippers I, mean, I said the Clippers. <laughs> I always think about the Clippers when I see the Chargers for some reason. But uh, the Chargers, they they pulled out a win. I, I called this game. I knew that the Chargers were going to win. But I didn't think it was going to be this close. And so <laughs> the Jets, they they were competitive. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to play hard. But I didn't think that this game would have been as close as it was. But uh, it was and. I guess hats off to to the Jets. You get a moral victory. You you didn't uh, get blown out. You actually made it a game against the Chargers. Now, Indiana. This was a shocker because I did not expect Indiana to beat Green Bay. I mean, I I turned on this game and it was like twenty eight to fourteen Green Bay. So I'm like, oh yeah, they got this. And I go back to it a little later. I'm like, what y'all let them score? How does this happen? What are they doing? I mean, Indianapolis really just they they resurged in a in a hurry, um, but it just things start to go downhill uh, for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and the things went uphill for Philip Rivers. Yeah, so I think the Rivers being on the Colts is a great addition. It gives Colts a legitimate quarterback uh who can make plays and and lead them to victory so uh much props to indiana uh, i called this one too i knew dallas was gonna win but again they they had to make a brother sweat because <laughs> they only won by three and minnesota i mean they're they're game but uh they just they didn't have enough uh to uh to stop the Dallas Cowboys on slide. And, of course, you know, Skip Bayless is happy because uh, <laughs> his team won. And, I mean, you, you should be happy when your team won, when your team wins. But, uh, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, it's a win for Dallas. They need it. wins any way they can get them. And now another game that was really intense was uh, Kansas City uh, going to Las Vegas to face the Raiders. Now, this was another grit and grime game. Uh, the Vegas 
you know, they did everything uh, that they could to try and stop the Chiefs. Um, but it just they just couldn't do enough. Uh, they're they're four points off. And, you know, that is just they just couldn't close the deal late. And I mean, Mahomes, Mahomes is awesome. He had a pick. He threw a pick in this game. But I mean, 340 yards passing. He still got two touchdowns. It's just and then they, he got Kelsey involved. It was a big game for Kelsey. Eight receptions, 127 uh, yards passing in a TD. Got two touchdowns from your running back. I mean, they the Chiefs, they're, they're awesome. It's like they can hurt you in so many ways. So much props uh, to the Chiefs. And finally, the last game of the uh, of this week is the Rams. I mean, they came into Tampa Bay and, and beat the and beat the Buccaneers. Now, what I was saying earlier was I just I really do think that the Lions, I mean not the Lions, but the Buccaneers, they just they didn't expect how other teams are going to to play them and they have many holes on their defense that they need to address. I mean, they got holes on their offense too, but I think their their holes are on their defense because they keep getting they keep giving up uh, these wide, uh, like yeah, it's like they just keep giving them up, and this shouldn't be the case. Now with Balt, I mean with Baltimore, uh, with Tampa Bay, it's. It's it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing to 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 see Tom uh, go through what he's going through. But he's also a human being, and so when you're, you know, it's just again, like Tom Brady. I, I think Brady is is still great, but Brady, he, it's it's probably about time for him to seriously hang it up like i really do think this should be his last season so that you can remember him his greatness that way you can appreciate his greatness uh he's having these these good games and he's having these bad games and it's just it's it's not paying off the way it's supposed to now uh my take is this i saw some uh i think some people are talking uh who was saying it? I think uh, Eric Dickerson. He was talking about uh, Brady uh, on uh, Skip and Shannon Undisputed, and he was talking about how I guess um, like Brady or it, or it might have been Shannon. Uh, one of them. One of them was saying that uh, that Brady is just not a fit for the offense and that he misses Belichick. My take is I think they miss each other. <laughs> like, I know that was the big thing. Like, Oh, uh, you know, who, who, uh, is going to benefit more from the other, from the other being gone, Belichick or, or Brady. And I think it's, it's been proven that both of them need each other. Um, because apart, they're just, they they lack uh the the tools that they need and, and they can't be consistent uh with anything and so i mean with tom brady brady is is a great quarterback but he just he hasn't been consistent and i looked at how the rams play yes they make a lot of mistakes too but they have a strong 
like uh, I guess bundle. Uh, they well they strong bundle. Uh, but they just they're they're strong, and so. But that that's what's that that's what's going on uh, with the Buccaneers. Uh, they just they can't. They're inconsistent. They can't string it together and really dominate, uh, like in, in like they should be. Because on paper, it looks like they can, like they they should be able to dominate because they've got all these high profile big time players. But you get them on the field and they can't do anything. So, again, I think uh, it's time for Tom to hang it up. He really doesn't have much to prove. Man's got five Super Bowl rings. He's going into the Hall of Fame. Um, you you can put him in the conversation with Joe Montana. Uh, you really could, um, even though I, I like Joe Montana a little better. <laughs> but you could put Tom right up there with, with Joe Montana. I just think that in Tampa Bay, it was a... Uh, it just is not going as well. Um, there's still there's still a path for them to make the playoffs, but they they really have to clean it up. Like they can't afford to suffer the losses that they've suffered against the teams that matter. Like they have to beat a team that matters. They beat Green Bay, but they have to play marquee teams that the game is meaningful and they win. Uh, the game in order for it to be taken seriously. So we'll be right back and we're going to be talking NBA. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television that look no further than music time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme. It's time for music. Welcome back to the show. So lots to talk about in the NBA. I mean, we're we're still trying to figure out if if uh, Houston is going to trade away James Harden or Russell Westbrook. Um, now, interesting, interesting bit of business that happened for the Rockets. Uh, they were able to sign DeMarcus Cousins. And so with, with Cousins on the team, that makes me wonder if uh, both players will just will, will hang back and just and, and try to run it again, uh, you know, next year rather than get 
then get dealt somewhere else. I mean, I, I think that they should give it another shot uh, because, again, it's not like either team is – I mean, it's not like either player, Harden or Russ, is uh, going to be in a situation where they'll be able to, I guess, really get past a certain point. Uh, I think they're better to together – uh, right now than it would be for them to force a trade. Now, maybe after next year, uh, they might be able to have a little bit more wiggle room, wiggle room rather, uh, to, to get a better trade. But right now, I mean, they, the t- it would hurt the team uh, more for them to have to, for either one of them to be traded uh, rather than for them to, to just stick it out and try to play again. Now, I mean, so that that, but this still in play. Um, I think nothing has been solidified with with that. So, um, but I do think that acquiring Demarcus Cousins may actually help keep them together. But it depends on what Cousins you're getting. You know, if he can still play at a All Star level. Now, uh, the Heat they got a uh, Bam. They they Bam agreed to a five year extension, so he's got he's got a max deal. Um, and I guess there's and Ingram, Brandon Ingram got a max deal with the Pelicans. Uh, lot, lots of movement. Pelicans also signs uh, Stephen Adams from uh, from the Oklahoma City Thunder, and so that's going to be interesting um, for to to see what the Pelicans look like. It looks like they they're really trying to kind of make a little bit more uh, of a splash, uh, which is. Which is interesting because I I do think that they, if they get a couple more pieces, they'll really be a challenge. Um, but Van Fleet Van Fleet uh, resigned with the Raptors, so that's good. Um, Marcus Salt now the Lakers, the Lakers really made a splash with this free agency. So it's like they got Marcus they they got a uh, Matres Harrell. Um, they they picked up Dennis Schroeder. I mean, they yeah they they got uh the you know the Morris uh they got uh Morris to resign Markeith Morris to resign, um, and I feel like they're still not done um, because again the 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 talk is that they're trying to arrange things to to get Giannis. Now if they get Giannis, which would be interesting to see. I mean, then I, I think you you just you're gonna have to lock it in for them to to have another championship because you're talking about that that's a lot of firepower on the team, and I, I think that would be something where it actually would benefit everybody talking about. Oh, I don't think it'll work uh, because it's, it's, it's somebody has to take a back seat. I think if anybody would probably be willing to take a back seat, it would probably be LeBron because LeBron's trying to save himself for the playoffs. And so if you get actually Giannis on the team with AD, then you can really do some things with the two, with that tandem. And then you've got Schroeder in there as a, uh, as a guy who can kind of like orchestrate things. And you've got backup with Gasol, uh, as from a big man perspective, they actually have a true center. Uh, you know, they they got rid of uh, of Javale McGee, uh, so you know you don't have Javale there. But you get Marc Gasol, who's a seasoned veteran. Um, they got 
they got you got rid of Dwight, but you got Montrez. So they, it's like they they they're getting they've got younger, and so it actually with LeBron James being you know the older member of things, he would he would actually be able to feel like okay, I don't have to work as hard <laughs> anymore. I don't have to be uh, on the court for us to actually win and pull out these games. So if, if they manage to parlay and get Giannis, then I, I'd say the Lakers are going to repeat. I mean, they already stand a strong chance to repeat anyway with the talent that they have. But, you know, it, it all looks good on paper until you actually roll out and they play the game. So <laughs> that, that, but that's just what that's just with sports in general. Uh, but a lot, again, a lots of stuff going on. Uh, Gordon Hayward signed a four year with the with the Hornets, which is very. I don't. I don't think the Hornets should have given them him, him that much money, especially when you look at when Gordon Hayward came back from the foot injury. Um, you know. He he just he wasn't the same guy. I mean, he had flashes of it where where he was that guy again, but he's he stopped being that guy consistently. And for him to get a four year uh, deal like that from the Hornets, it's a head scratcher because he's not a guy that you give that kind of money to. I mean, maybe. Maybe pre uh foot injury, yes, but post foot injury, especially with the way his foot was damaged, you you're not giving that guy that amount of money. It's just it's just not gonna happen. Uh, but they did it. You just hope it pays off. Um, now the Celtics, they they got um you know the Celtics were able to to uh, who are the Celtics? Who did they get? Because they they were able to uh, get to get a little bit more firepower uh, themselves, they actually made some some quiet some quiet moves. Uh, did the did the Celtics? So, and of course, I can't I can't think of it <laughs> right now because I think I'm I'm just a little tired. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, Gordon Hayward leaving them for for Charlotte. I, I really do think that that's just that that Charlotte's going to regret that because Gordon Hayward's not the same guy, but we shall see. And but yeah, a lot of a lot of movement, a lot of things happen, a lot of landscape changing uh, moves going on. Some players staying, but a lot of players switching, and in Atlanta. Has got is is gonna get better. I mean they they've got some players. Uh, Chris Paul went to Phoenix, so they're gonna get a little better. I mean teams have just really done well uh, this year. Oh yeah, that's right. That's who it was. Tristan Thompson went to the uh, went to the Celtics, which actually gives them a little bit more big um, like bigs uh, that they need like to influence it, especially if they're. Uh, they're losing. I think they lost somebody that was big, uh, but for them to get Tristan, that actually helps them. And then uh, Rajon Rondo is going to the Hawks. So, I mean, that's that's great for for Atlanta. It gives uh, it it really gives them a um, 
like a better look. I think Atlanta is going to really be uh, competitive in the East this year. So that they're going to be another fun, another fun team uh, to watch. And so I think Atlanta gets better, uh, especially with Rondo. Now the thing is, when you when you have Rondo, you, again, okay, are you getting a Rondo who cares, or are you just getting so, uh, like, are you only getting playoff Rondo? So that that's usually what what happens with that trade. It's like. Can you get like playoff Rondo all the way through the year? Because if not, then it's like, yeah, you paid that money to get Rondo, but you gotta make the playoffs to really to really get Apex Rajon Rondo. And if you're Atlanta, then it becomes that much more of a goal for you. It's like, hey, we have to make the playoffs. Uh, because we have Rondo, because we want to see Rondo at his full potential. Because in the regular season, Rondo doesn't always play like he's supposed to. So, um, but yeah, playoff Rondo is consistent. And now uh, another another uh, player movement: Serge Ibaka signed a two year deal with the Clippers. So uh, that's going to be interesting. That actually gives them a little bit more legitimacy uh, from a big man perspective, and and then. Um, Golden State, they got Kelly Oubre. Uh, Oubre brings energy. And he can get a little bit of scoring in there. So it's just uh, the but the the heartbreaking thing about the Warriors is that Clay Thompson, uh, re- like really, he hurt his other leg. So he was already rehabbing one leg, but then he he tears his Achilles, uh, with the other leg, and so now he's out for their for this particular uh basketball season and you just gotta play it by ear to see uh how he comes back in the next season and if he'll be in the same form because Achilles that's probably the worst injury you can have as a basketball player because it just it takes away your mobility and you're not the same. It 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 does deal a damage to your athleticism. So it's going to see how Clay comes back it is going to be interesting to watch that. But a lot of moves, a lot going on uh, with a free agency in the NFL. I mean, in the NFL, in the NBA. Uh, and I feel like there are more moves to be made. Uh, but right now, I think the Lakers have definitely made uh, the biggest splash out of all the other teams. So there's that. Now, boxing, uh, this weekend, we got Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. exhibition. Um, I guess uh, based on the rules, uh, they're they're not they have to use bigger gloves, and they're they're not allowed to to try to knock each other out. Now, if it happens, <laughs> if it happens, then then it happens, but. By and large, it's not going like I don't think that uh, that they'll that they'll end up knocking each other out. Like I, I don't think it'll be that. No, it's it's just supposed to be a showcase of skill. Um, but and and I think if it's going to be a showcase of skill, then if it pretty much favors 
uh, Roy because Tyson he's he's going to be the the stalker, but Roy has Roy Jones Jr. One of the things that's awesome about him is just his technical ability. He know he's a boxer's boxer. He knows how to how to uh, be a a, a a tactician in the ring, and he has that ability to be a boxer who can get you out of there. Um, he's a he's an aggressive boxer. So, but I, I've always loved watching Roy Jones box. Now, if it is if it's just about showing skills, uh, then I think that it's it is going to be uh, a more of a feature for Roy as you know rather than Tyson. Uh, but I think that um, if it becomes it, it, it could get interesting just depending on how intense. Uh, Mike gets so if if he allows it to go that far if if anybody allows it to go that far but uh it's it's gonna be a good a good uh good thing to see just Tyson back in a ring again um you know just just doing what he loves to do and that's box so that that's what's gonna and to see Roy uh, back in a ring you know doing what he loves to do as well which is box now uh Jamal Crawford I mean Jamal Crawford uh Terrence Crawford uh retained his title against Kell Brook uh you know last week and I guess the it's it's sad that the talk on Terrence Crawford because he's such a talented boxer um it's just as sad that that he's not a draw. I mean, according to his promoters and, you know, and, and everybody in the, I guess in, in, uh, like everybody that talks about Terrence Crawford, it's like, he just, he doesn't draw money. He's probably the best of the uh, guys in his weight class. Um, and, you know, definitely on a, on everyone's pound for pound list in terms of boxers, but people just don't seem to care. <laughs> about Terrence Crawford. Uh they talk about him, they talk about how talented he is, but there's no buzz around Crawford. Um but I mean that could change soon because I know um Crawford's trying to get a big money fight with either Pacquiao or somebody else. Um now that would be a fun a fun match to see uh, Crawford versus Pacquiao. And I probably would give the edge to Crawford. I think Crawford would probably um really challenge Pacquiao. Um, and so that would be a, a fun fight to, to watch. And then think of coming up at the end of this month, we've got Errol Spence, uh, Errol Spence going to war. And, and so it'll be good to see him back in the ring too, especially after suffering a, a terrible auto accident. Um, I guess a couple of days after the fight that he had already had been in. Um, but yeah. Spence, I'm a big fan of Errol Spence, and I, I just I like the way he he boxes because he he just he's no flat he's not a flashy guy, uh, but he just he will hurt you. His punches hurt, and so um, it, it's it's just it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with Spence and if he can continue his winning ways because I don't think he's lost yet. So. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to to see who can provide him with the challenge. So that's out of the way, and now we got a Survivor Series, WWE. Man, a lot of good matches that happened at Survivor Series. Uh, my favorite was the uh, Roman Reigns 
uh, Drew McIntyre match. I mean, you talking about the emotion and the intensity. That was an intense match. Both guys gave it their all. In the end, Roman got the upper hand. I mean, with not with not without help from Jay, but Roman for the most part, he was able to really just capitalize on that on his own and, and get Drew out of there with that guillotine. It's like Roman uses a guillotine and it's almost inescapable because of the the torque that he puts on it and the grip that he has on the person's neck. I mean, he took Braun Strowman out with it. It just it it shows you how just how strong that guillotine lock is. I mean, he's got it on there. He can put you to sleep. So I, I just think that's a really great um, supplementary uh, finisher move for Roman Reigns so that he didn't have to just solely rely on the spear. He can get you into that guillotine. And if he can continue to work to figure out ways to slip it in, oh, it's going to be really a challenge um, for anybody to beat Roman Reigns if he can really master that guillotine well. Um, but it was a good match by Drew. I, I love Drew McIntyre. He's a, he's a great wrestler, um, and he's just a, he's a good personality. So um, I, I'm pretty sure that he'll 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 get a receipt <laughs> for Roman on that one. Now another good matchup. Uh, that happened, uh, you know, at Survivor Series uh, was just all of the like the men's and the women's matches like those were entertaining to watch uh, matches. I, I was I was happy for Lana uh, when she ended up being the sole survivor because they, they wouldn't let her ring <laughs> Nia and Shayna. Um, but she was able to get in well, well, she was able to win without even having to do any real uh, battle. So. Um, I, I was happy for Lana there um, and another uh, match that was that was pretty good uh, you know was the Street Profits and the New Day I mean you talking about energy personified uh, both both play both teams rather just really doing a a great job and it was entertaining to watch so yeah, I was like, and, and it's good to see that they're friends uh, because they were able to kind of like uh, help each other uh, recover. And, and they weren't, it wasn't about them uh, having beef, but it was just about, hey, who's the best? And so, which was pretty much the theme of, of this Survivor Series was the uh, best of the best. Um, and again, the Street Profits, they proved that this was their year. And so um, that that was great to to have them wrestle. Uh, so it's just Survivor Series was really nice. Like it was it was a great pay per view. They had a lot of builds. It was funny to see uh, Bobby Lashley just totally crush Sami Zayn. I mean, we knew that was going to happen, but uh, Sami is just entertaining. He gets more and more entertaining uh, as the days go by, and. I really do hope that he gets to hold on to the Intercontinental title um, because I feel like he can make the title mean something. And ultimately, that's what the a wrestling belt um, 
symbolize like it you have to make it mean something it can't just be a prop it can't just be um part of a show no it, it, you have to add value uh to the champion so that people will actually want to believe in him and buy a ticket because <laughs> that's what it's all about too is about uh, getting getting people in seats and buying a ticket so hopefully that that that's something that um that that he can do and so that is that and what else did i want to cover um that's about it i mean it, again it was a great survivor series looking forward to the next uh to the next pay-per-view which is going to be tables ladders and chairs so a lot of heavy a lot of heavy things going on. And then on Monday Night Raw, Braun Strowman just attacked Adam Pearce and then got it suspended indefinitely. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see how um, how things play out. And and it's just I, I feel like Pierce is, has some things in store for him. He's he's he, he's doing good. And so it's entertaining to watch him, too. So with that being said. Thank you for listening. I know it was a it was a little weird. Uh, I've been trying to fight off a little uh, a sleepy spirit, so I hope I did okay. <laughs> but thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for being awesome. Um, you know, like, subscribe, uh, support. Uh, just thank you for being you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for just just putting a smile on my face. It's a joy to be able to do uh, podcasts and. And I got many more to do. And so I really hope that everyone has a a, a good night and a happy Thanksgiving. Um, enjoy it with your family. And I just know that, you know, that God is on your side and that Jesus died for you and, and rose on the third day. And just know that if you accept Christ as your Lord, Savior, and Master, then the Holy Spirit will come in and 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 help train you and help give you the God's gifts to be able to accomplish his purpose. So love you. Thank you. Keep you and God bless. Hey everybody. Damon here. I've written many books and one is a children's book called watch your temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way.